0: Real People, Real Opinions, Real Talk Radio, the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Hits.
1: Good evening, Andrew. Good evening, Jane. The jury heard closing speeches from this morning. What did the prosecution put to them?
0: That's right. So, um, prosecuting barrister, Ms Anne-Marie Lawler said the evidence of Yosef Pushka's guilt was overwhelming she said so much in the case was plain and obvious and she hoped the jury would view the evidence in the same way as her she urged them not to be drawn into the weeds and to not be distracted she said that from the from the start there's a confession she said he also pushed you confess the murder because that's what he did and uh, she said it had never been suggested to anyone that said uh, the words were not said and the expert evidence about medication put to bed any suggestion that something was affecting an unprompted spontaneous clear and unequivocal confession this expert evidence was that of professor michael ryan the toxicology expert and she also told the jurors that you uh, also pushed get lied on multiple occasions and she said that he had fabricated a story for them and that uh, he had spun them in an unequivocal structure of lies and mit- and mistruths. And she described some of them as a foul and contemptible in their nature. And she also said the lies affected Josef Pushka's credibility and that the jurors had to ask themselves, could they put any weight on the story that Josef Pushka had given in evidence?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anne-Marie Lawler also said Ashling Murphy was an investigator in her own murder. What did she mean by that?
0: Well, she said she made those remarks that she was the investigator in her own murder and then followed up by saying that Ashley Murphy got the DNA of the person who killed her under her fingernails. And mm. she also said that the evidence of eyewitness Jenna Stack was extremely was extremely important mm. as she had described Joseph Pushka holding Ashley Murphy down in the bushes and anne Lawler urged the jurors to use what she called their basic common sense. She said that she was conscious of giving credence to what she described as Yosef Pushka's ludicrous and fabricated story. And she said that it was like being through the looking glass of foolishness. But she said that the lies told by Yosef Pushka were not benign. They were contemptible. He was suggesting that he was trying to save Ashing Murphy's life when That was patently not what was happening. And she asked the jury to find Yosef Pushka guilty of murder.
1: Okay, and then it was the turn of defence barrister Michael Bowman. What did he say in his closing arguments?
0: That's right. Defence counsel Michael Bowman said that the case had to be decided on the evidence and not on emotion, prejudice or sympathy. He said that um, what happened to Ashling Murphy was without justification. He called it barbaric. And he said that it was futile to suggest that sympathy should not lie with the Murphy family, who had sat in court uh, listening to the evidence, and he said that they did so with such dignity. But he said that the legal principles were even more important in a case like this, and he urged the jurors not to come to a position with a closed mind. He said that um, that key witness, that Avery Lawler referred to, Janice Sack, had formed the mistaken impression that Yosef um, Pushka was trying to to hurt Ashley Murphy and not help her, and that was based on the fact that she did not hear her call out for help. And he said that uh, Jenna Stack said that she saw Miss Murphy's legs kicking. But other witnesses who arrived at the scene said one of her legs was elevated at around a 45 degree angle. And he put it to the jury that that might have been what Jenna Stack had seen as well. He also cast doubt on the reliability of the data extracted from Murphy's Fitbit. He said it couldn't be relied on. He -hmm. said that Joseph Pushka had heaped further suspicion on himself by his own actions. And he, he left the scene instead of looking for help and went home uh with his friend and he had suggested that um his clothes should be destroyed. But he then after making this um this statement to the jury, this is in reference to Joseph Push saying that his clothes were burnt uh, on the night uh, that Ashing Murphy died and he asked the jury why someone who had almost two years to make up a story, so about 20 months, mm-hmm. as alleged by the prosecution, mentioned the burning of his clothes. Uh, if this had been the case, why would Yosef Pushka uh, make, uh, make that statement to the jury?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and he also spoke about people telling lies. What context did, did he provide?
0: Yeah, so he was talking about a few people here. He spoke about uh, the evidence of um, Yosef Push's friend, uh, Rostoslav Pakuta. He was the bus driver who the jury heard from earlier in the trial. And um, it had heard, they had heard at the time that um, he made two guarded statements, uh, one that was incomplete and then he gave a second one. And Michael Bowman then said today that... Um, Mr. Farkusa lied to Gardy about the last time he saw Yosef Pushka. He said that um, he had lied because he was afraid his family and livelihood would be harmed because of the mood in Tullamore. And then he went on to say that um, people lie for a number of reasons. Um, He said not necessarily meaning that they're guilty. Mm. He said um, that the prosecution were taking a broad brushstroke approach and he also told the jurors that Mr. Puska was not following women on the 12th of January. However, even if they were satisfied that someone followed a girl around Tullamore, that should not be taken as evidence of mm-hmm. murderous intent. And um, he also said there's no evidence of any scratch marks on Joseph Puska's hands or face, which were caused by Ashing Murphy's fingernails. He told them to be careful how they interpret evidence. As it is not necessarily clear, as clear and straightforward as he says the prosecution claims it is. And um, he also, in this, he pointed towards um, evidence that the jury had heard about an email sent to the Garda Press Office on the 17th of January. And this was from a man who said he had killed Ashley Mercy. And the court also heard that this man suffered from mental health issues, he drank too much. And uh, he told Gardy he didn't remember sending the email and he said that he was very sorry. In relation to this, Michael Bowman said the reliability of um, this man's evidence was accepted, he said, without equivocation and without further inquiries. And then he said when Yosef Pushka said he could not remember his engagement with Guardian in hospital when it... Uh, when he made admissions to murder, that he said Yosef Pushka was ridiculed for this and uh, Michael Bowman then said that Yosef Pushka had done no more than anyone else who was at the scene looking to help Ashling Murphy on the 12th of January and that he did no more than anyone would do in those circumstances but what he had done afterwards had cast him in a life suspicion which left him uh, before the courts. This um, is in reference to uh, Yosef Pushka uh, leaving the scene um, through a field at the back of mm. the canal and then, uh, as Yosef Pushka described us, um, passing out in a ditch. And Michael Bowman said that um, upon a cold analytical parsing and stress testing of the evidence, he said that the jury could not bring a verdict of guilty.
1: Okay. Uh, and did the judge get a start on his charge to the jury?
0: He did. This is uh, Mr. Justice Tony Hunt, and he told the jury that um, that, uh, that their verdict was uh, unimpeachable, unimpeachable. And uh, he also spent a lot of his time this afternoon reminding them of uh, some of the principles that they have to apply, to apply. So this is the presumption of innocence that applies. He also pushed it all the way through the process. And um, he also said that because the decision the jury has to make, in relation uh, to uh, in relation to this case that it had to be to a high standard of beyond reasonable doubt. And um, he said that the jurors had to be satisfied that uh, to convict Yosef Pushka that the version of events um, put to them by the prosecution had been proved to their satisfaction beyond a reasonable doubt and that no other reasonable possible alternative was available to them. And he added on this that if they considered Yosef Pushka's version reasonably possible and um, then they had to they had to acquit okay. and um, and yeah that's um, pretty much where we finished up then for the afternoon.
1: Okay um, so what can we expect now or when, when might we expect to hear back from the jury?
0: Well the judge hasn't actually finished his charge yet Mr Justice Tony Hunt so he still has uh, more instructions to give okay. to them. He made reference this afternoon that um, about a couple of points of evidence that he will give Uh, direction on uh, tomorrow. And he said then that he was satisfied that the jury, that he would have the jury doing their job at some stage tomorrow. So ultimately, it depends on how much um, longer uh, Mr Justice Hunt has left on his charge before uh, he then decides to send the jury for their deliberations.
1: Okay, thank you, Andrew. Then we'll catch up on Thursday.
0: Thanks, Jane. Well, there you go. That trial uh, coming to an end very soon and a decision by the jury maybe before the end of the week. We don't know yet. Um, but we will keep you informed and keep you updated. And, of course, the next um, of course, time we'll talk to Andrew will be Thursday. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show.